Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. We're going to be diving into a more personal episode today. And I really wanted to talk about a recap of like my post-show recovery period and also how I'm approaching the next muscle building phase that we go into. So just as always, if there's any questions you have or anything that you resonate with or want to talk to me about, definitely feel free to jump over to my Instagram at the underscore female physique hub, that last part's all one word, and send me a DM, very much open to hearing uh, from you. But I'll just give you a lay of the land if you don't know. About six and a half, almost seven weeks ago now, I did compete in a bikini competition. It wasn't my first one. I've competed before in 2016. And if you cycle all the way back to the start of the podcast, like the very first episode, you'll hear more about that and that experience. But this was the second time I had that huge gap in between competing. And so I'm about six and a half, seven weeks post-show now. And if you don't know much about competing, a lot of the time, a lot of less experienced competitors say that the post-show phase, this recovery phase is typically a lot harder than the prep itself. I think for more seasoned competitors, they get the hang of it. It's one of those things that can be significantly challenging, but then the more you do it, you know exactly what to expect. So I probably will just give you a little bit of context with the first time I competed, but if you've already heard this or if you want greater detail, definitely scoot back to the start of the podcast, uh, like episode one, and you'll hear more about it. But competed back in 2016 at that time. My overarching reason for competing, although this wasn't really at the forefront of my I didn't really want to admit this to myself, but it was, I was trying to get skinny in a socially acceptable way. And I thought I would be able to maintain that post-show. So that was really the driving force for why I wanted to compete. And you'll know if you do have some experience, this is a surefire way to have the worst experience possible. And especially post-show as well. I made quite a number of errors with my first show being that had a very inexperienced coach. I was like her concurrent first ever client. So it was myself and another girl. She'd never coached anyone else before. Unfortunately, towards the end of the of me competing, she also started a personal bias towards ketogenic dieting and put me on a keto diet. Even my recovery, my post-show phase, she had me on a ketogenic diet and was telling me that any carbohydrates would make me fat. So it was really, really tough. Um, you know, she wasn't face-to-face. I'd never worked properly, consistently with an online coach before. I had had 
like one online coach before who is now a really good friend of mine, but I only really showed up for four weeks and then ghosted her. Lol, I'm she wouldn't be listening to this, but um, yeah, I'm very embarrassed with my actions. But you know what? We all make mistakes and we live and learn. <laughs> so it was really rough. And cutting a long story short, I lost a bunch of weight for that first show in 2016. And then I was also just starting my personal training business. So I was previously a lawyer for five years. Um, I, I switched jobs. I became a personal trainer at a face-to-face gym. And within four weeks of starting on the gym floor as a you know brand new business owner, having no experience with PT before, having no experience as a business owner before, I then gained, I did the show and then I gained 12 kilos in eight weeks. So it was a really, really rough period of time for me. And then not too long after that, my four and a half year relationship broke down. Uh, adding on to that, I'd also just uh, signed a mortgage the year prior in 2015. And so I was like, starting a starting a new business in a new career having a failed four and a half year relationship we were living together that went down the toilet and also had a mortgage so oh and the 12 kilos in eight weeks so it was a lot it was like trial by fire just laugh like 2016 actually even at the start of 2016 I had a I got a diagnosis of severe depression in and so this is before I even started the prep um Yeah, man, there was just, 2016 was like, you know how they say everything has to crumble to be like built back properly? 2016 was my crumble. Everything, everything fell apart that wasn't for me. And it's really funny because I look back and I just see that from that, it's like a beautiful new garden was created. And not to say that there haven't been obstacles and challenges since 2016, there absolutely have, but I was just going down a path that wasn't mine in 20, uh, sorry, before 2016, I really wasn't. I was following a lot of it was like, you know, expectations placed on my, from my dad about what I should do. And I won't go into all of, all of that dynamic of that relationship, which has taken me significant amounts of therapy to work through. But 2016, it looked from the outside, like my whole world was being torn apart and it was significantly distressing. But then by, actually didn't take me very long to be fair, like, sorry, let me rephrase that because it's like, well, I was 29, 30, so you could say it took me ages, but in terms of the actual crash and burn 2016, which was just like thing after thing, just falling apart to when I really started to feel so much better, it was halfway through 2017, so from the total crash to me turning things around, it wasn't that long. But what happened in that time in 2017 is actually when I signed up with my current coach and I've been with him ever since. So we've been working together for like six years now, pretty crazy. And that first six months with him was pivotal in the way I coach my women now, in my mission, in how I see physique sports, in how I see coaching women for female body composition in how I see my own body image. It was invaluable. It was completely invaluable six months. And just to cut another long story short, what was it that really changed? At the end of 2016, I'd gained that 12 kilos in eight weeks and I just kept trying to like diet to lose it. I was still dealing with a lot of food focus. My um, leptin and ghrelin hormones were out. So I couldn't, 
couldn't, uh, I didn't have normal um, hunger, hunger and satiety signaling, which if you've never gone through it, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But having your hunger and satiety signals not working properly, it's like you're being gaslit in an abusive relationship because your brain is telling you you need more food. But physiologically, to an extent like you don't, you what you need is to gain more body fat and that will um, help you regulate those regulate those hormones again. But you see, if we do that too quickly, we're just going to cause ourselves another cascade of hormonal problems. So it's one of these periods of time where you kind of just have to suck it up and understand that my brain is going to be telling me to eat copious amounts of food, but that's not actually going to help me get to where I need to be. Yes, I do need to eat in a slight surplus because I do need to gain body weight, but that needs to be done over a stretch like a stretched period of time, which I'll talk to you about in my recovery phase, how we're going about that really differently this time. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me. I currently have places available inside the Glam Body Program. And if you don't know what it is, this is my completely personalized programming, nutrition, and education online coaching service that is specifically designed to help women get strong and progress their body composition, whether that means gaining muscle, getting lean, or both. So Glam Body is best suited for two types of women. The first loves training, but you've never had a your programming or nutrition tailored to you. Perhaps you're just doing classes or using apps, but you do want more efficient results and you want to learn more about your body. Or perhaps you have had some element of assistance before, but you're still struggling with overtraining, undereating, speaking negatively to yourself, and you feel like nothing's enough, and you just want to be able to make physique and performance progress without burning the candle at both ends. So to get your spot, just DM me on Instagram with the heading Glam Body, or you can fill out the application form that is linked in the show notes below, and we can have a chat about whether Glam Body is a good fit for you. With that said, let's get back into the episode. So yeah, that was completely pivotal. My coach said to me, I don't care what you say, you're not dieting. Obviously it hadn't worked for me. You know, in those few months where I was trying to lose that, that 12 kilos that I'd gained, it was like, you're not dieting for the, at least the next six months. We're not going to talk about dieting. Um, we actually gave me a little bit more food. So he did put me in a slight surplus. Like it was partly maintenance, partly a slight surplus. But the real focus was let's like, do what's fun for you. And what was fun for me at the time was building muscle, like building my booty, building my back, building my shoulders. That's really what I wanted to do and how I wanted to approach training. So we really changed my focus of what was I trying to achieve with the gym? Finally, for the first time in my life, it stopped being about, I need to get leaner. Like that wasn't a thing in my head. And for the 29 years previous, or not 29, because you know, I don't think I started having body image insecurities until I was about 13. No, maybe 14. I think it was 14. At 14, that's when the body image security started to hit me. And so from 14 to 29, uh, what's that, 15 years or so, that's when that's, I had 15 years of really struggling with body image. And for that whole time, most of the time I was thinking about being skinnier, like how do I get leaner? I had periods of times where other things were taking priority, you know, whether it's like exams or boy problems or whatever. Although most of the time I thought my boy problems would be solved by how I looked. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was the very first time I was moving my body and it didn't have a 
weight loss goal attached to it and it revolutionized everything and I think also the fact that I was working with a coach um, just like gave me a bit of a permission slip like this isn't misguided this is a completely legitimate thing to be doing to be going to the gym to be focused on building muscle to not worry about um, restricting your food in any way, shape, or form. So I had no food rules. Um, we'd given me macros to follow, but it was like plenty of food. It was over 2,000 calories. And the thing is, I'm only 154 centimeters. I'm really light. Like even having gained the 12 kilos, I was only 57, 58 kilos. So I'm still, it was still light, yeah. Um, so my uh, my basal metabolic rate and my activity multipliers still only bring me up to between, you know, sort of 18, 1900 ish calories to maintain my body weight. So it like sort of like the two, 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 three, we're pushing that surplus and, and that's where I was. So it was like plenty of food for me. And if I do two, 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 three for weeks, multiple weeks stacked up, I'm really full and I don't really want like my appetite decreases. Right. So if you were just to think about your own calorie intake, I have no idea what that might be. It's very, it's different for everyone. It's based on your own, um, everything, age, activity levels, your BMR, your genetics, your muscle mass, your daily output, your hormones, your overall health. It's based on so many things. I don't know where yours is at, but if you could imagine like eating enough food that after say six weeks, you have zero appetite and you couldn't care for anything, like not even like your favorite food lights you up anymore. That's what happens when you eat in a surplus. (laughs) It just gets, it's, I know it's mind blowing, but it gets really monotonous. I'd never had that experience before because in my head, all I would ever think about was how do I restrict food? How do I eat less? So that brings us up to this time around with the prep. It took me a long time to decide to compete again. I was never going to do it again. I vowed that I was never going to do it again. Honestly, it was a really traumatic experience gaining 12 kilos in eight weeks. Um, it was really, really bad. Like I call it a rock bottom plus everything else that was falling down in my life. It wasn't a good time, but I did decide that I wanted to compete again. I absolutely love building muscle mass. Like it's my favorite thing in the world. I love training in the gym. My lifestyle, the way it has been for the last couple of years, has really been like a bodybuilding lifestyle. I don't party. I don't like staying out late. I love to read and I work in this area, you know, of muscle mass and body composition and everything. So like everything makes this process really easy for me. And there is a huge competitive side to myself as well that I haven't been able to express in a long time or haven't really found my groove in a an avenue to express it in and I I love the glam so I called my online coaching program the glam body program which you might have heard about because I love the glam and because the idea for that was to start up um, biannual photo shoots, which I am doing, which is very exciting. Actually, if you want the details on the next one, it's going to be in the uh, November. So make sure you message me if you want in. I think there's only like between two and four places left. Um, so please message. But I love glam and bikini comps are like the show day in and of itself is super glam. There's not really any glam before that. But the show day is super glam. There's the sparkly bikinis, the shoes, the hair, the makeup, and you get marked on your presentation. So it's really important to lean into the glam. Plus, uh, this time around, I also scheduled a number of photo shoots myself. I've actually got one next week in Queensland, uh, and I love that too. Like, I love doing photo shoots myself personally. Again, 
one of the reasons why I called my program Glam Body and wanted to do the photo shoots was just because I personally love it. it. The amount of body confidence it's given me is next level and I want to share that. And at the end of 2017, actually, I did my first ever photo shoot and it was another thing that changed my life. Like that 2017 from halfway through from like July to December was just the best. It was so good. I went from the worst to the best <laughs> really quickly. And yeah, the photo shoot was amazing. I just felt so much more confident in my body. So that brings us to this period. So I don't actually know how much I, I don't know how much I recorded about my prep experience. I actually can't remember. How funny is that? I need to look back through the podcast. I did speak on it in on my YouTube channel. That's probably why I'm like confused about, did I do it on YouTube? Did I do it on podcast? But I know there's a number of episodes on my YouTube talking about my comp prep experience. But honestly, like I started a comp prep um, earlier last year. And then that sh- within 12 weeks, the federation I wanted to compete went under. So we just chilled out for a few more months and then we got into another block. So when I think about it, like I did such a good job of being able to just cop that cancellation on the chin and then have, I don't know, it was like eight weeks maybe or so, maybe a bit longer off and then jump into like part two. And we dieted for 20 weeks. To be fair, it was real smooth sailing. I was super chill. I was so happy. Uh, it was, it was so good. I lost on average, I think it was like three, 400 grams every single week like linearly it was there was two weeks where I gained just like 100 grams or so but it was it was like I was a robot honestly and I think a big part of that is the again like I said to you the way my lifestyle is set up it's kind of crazy and it's really only just sinking in with me now how lucky I am how grateful I am and I don't want to sound like a fucking wanker and be bragging but the lifestyle I've got now I pinch myself and I get to work with women who want to build muscle mass, who want to um, get stronger, who want to get leaner. Some of them do want to um, gain weight and I get to do that all from home and I get to choose my hours completely and I work for myself, which All of those things to me sound like the best thing ever. And again, we all have different preferences and some people would think working for themselves alone at home sounds like a fucking death sentence. But for me, it's the best thing ever. So my lifestyle, sorry, that lifestyle allows me to engage in something like a prep, which takes up a lot really, really easily. Okay. So yeah, the prep was seamless. Uh, I did really well. I came first in the over 30 category for sure. I don't know if it was broken down in short. No, it wasn't. It was just over 30s that came first. And then I came fifth in the opens short. And um, I had an ecstatic day. Like I was extremely nervous and anxious and stressed. Um, just not being on stage for so long. I was really scared about wearing the heels and falling over. I don't know why. I think it's because I hardly wear them anymore. When I was younger, I would go to nightclubs and early 20s was partying heaps um, and would wear heel, you know, six inch heels. I was even in my first job as a lawyer, I was walking around the office in like four and a half, five inch heels every day, um, walking up and down Collins Street in heels in Melbourne. It was, yeah, it was crazy, but I've just gotten out of habits. I was really stressed about falling over. And then the other thing I was really stressed about was forgetting my routine because the very first time I competed, I 
blacked out on stage as in that's not the right way to put it put it sorry I mean I have no recollection of being on stage um, because I like I guess maybe it is I can say blacked out I just have no recollection of being on stage and when I came to we were doing the quarter turns and I forgot my quarter turns. So I kind of just had to turn it around and make things up. But I remember consciously looking out into the audience and it's like the first time I came to and actually wherever where I was, I realized like I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> You've just got to like make it up. So it was like I was having a ball, like I was having so much fun, but it got too over. The experience was too overwhelming for me. My brain like just shut down and stopped working. Um, so I was actually terrified of that happening again and uh if you came and supported me and you're listening thank you so much like I have I don't even have the words to tell you how much that meant to me so if you're listening you don't know what I'm talking about a bunch of my clients did come to support me and like from the bottom of my heart I'm almost gonna start crying I can't tell you how much that meant to me it meant a lot Um, but I was really, really also nervous. Like, what if I fall over in front of my clients? What if I forget what I'm doing in front of my clients? Like, I'd just be really real with you. There were all of those fears. Having said that, from the second that I, my heel hit the stage for my routine, that went and I was just like, I'm here. I love this shit and I'm going to give this the best that I have. When we were being um, judged in that first lineup, I really thought the judges were not looking at me and looking at everyone else. But then we turned around and came back and then they started pointing. They moved me to the center. And I just remember that overwhelming feeling of waiting to be called out. And as everyone was being called out and I was like, you know, I still haven't been called out yet. And I think I'm going to be the winner. I cannot express the overwhelming feeling of like pure elation. (laughs) So prep was good. The day was amazing. Now, because of my past experience, and honestly, it was like PTSD attached to it, I had already decided I was going to stay super, like as close to my macros as I could that night. So I I had steak and chips and I had nothing else. Actually, I had a protein bar at the venue as well, and that's it. And I decided the very next day, my coach had already given my macros. Uh, He gave me quite a lot of leniency. I decided not to take the leniency and I decided to track my macros from the very next day. I just fit fun foods in, but I hit my macros. Um, And from that day till now, I've done every single one of my training sessions. I've pushed harder in the gym than I ever trained in my life. Kind of maybe if I was in a different division, I probably should have pulled back, but you don't have to get too lean lean for natural bikini. Um, It's, I don't have to be as lean as like the IFBB bikini girl. So I didn't need the recovery, I guess, as much as other people might have. And I didn't lose my period either. So just knowing my body, I knew I can I could push through this recovery phase. The recovery phase is, is called recovery because it's literally meant to be, you're meant to be recovering. Not to say you're not meant to train, but just to say that you're meant to help pull stress off your body. But again, I know my body really well. I knew I was totally capable of pushing. Um, we brought my food back in that first week up to anticipated maintenance. And then from week two, we went into this slight surplus for my current body weight, which again, do remember it's nine kilos lighter than I started. Um, but 
still in a slight surplus. I've been gaining pretty steadily every single week about um, anywhere from about 200 to 400 grams. So really kind of similar, uh, no, actually a little bit slower than I was losing. Um, it is actually a little bit slower than I was losing, but we've steadily gained weight every single week since. Um, and I'm sitting at just shy of 49 kilos. So I'm still like super, super light. And I think I look really quite lean in, yeah, I look quite lean still. Um, but we just wrapped up that technically that recovery phase recently. And the, the only thing that got me, because like I said, my mindset with training was fire. I've been pushing myself like a motherfucker. I've never trained in my life as hard as I have trained, not even in the last six weeks, but the last eight weeks of that comp prep, I pulled it up a notch and I'll talk to you about how I did that, but I've maintained that. And honestly, I, again, I know this sounds braggy, but i I've never looked better. Like I feel like I look so good. <laughs> just I I look finally I look jacked. Like finally I look I, I was going to say in clothes I still don't look like a lift, but if I take my top off um and just have like my sports bra on, I finally look like I actually go to the gym and that's like after 7 years. <laughs> But it makes me, it gives me so much pleasure and happiness to see muscle mass on my body. I just can't describe the pleasure it gives me. But yeah, I've been training like a motherfucker. Um, I have been prioritizing sleep. There are a few nights where I was like, should I go to a late movie session? And I elected not to because I was like, no, no, right now in this recovery phase, I actually need to go to sleep, not to the movies. And again, that might seem really pedantic or over the top but I just know my body and I know what I need and just for that recovery phase it was like just don't just go to sleep is what I needed to do um I fine-tune my routine every single day like I said I'm super lucky that I have full control over my day and I train first thing in the mornings now and it's just working really well the only thing that got me with the recovery phase was satiety and it's only been okay the last just the last two days so it's been about six and a half weeks of honestly it's like mental battle of not well over consuming my calories and it's been ridiculously uncomfortable to stick to my macros and in the last week I have stuck to my macros but I have been heaps more flexible with food choices which I do want to kind of tidy up again um and again, like I said, I have stuck to my macros, but just the amount of veggies has decreased and the amount of fruit has decreased in favor of like more, um, you know, fun carbs really. And I just want to make sure that doesn't get out of hand soon. But yeah, that the lack of satiety is, was, is, it's just one of the hardest feelings ever. And spoke to my coach about it as well. And, you know, there's nothing we can do about it except just I just have to gain body fat. And that's when that's that's when that will reduce. And like I said, it is reducing as I've been gaining body fat. Um, but I just don't want to – I can't downplay it. It's one of the most uncomfortable feelings to be, you know, I mean, like I'm an adult. I, I can eat if I want to. Like, but I just know the impact of um, – it's just a game you can't win in this post-show period because, like I said, your um, leptin and ghrelin are out and no amount of food will satiate that because it's not the calories that will satiate you. It's the body fat. <laughs> 
So you just got to gain body fat and we don't want to do that rapidly because like I said, you can cause a, another cascade of um, hormonal problems if we do that and like well overshoot and it's really easy to do. It's what I did the first time. So that brings us to, which I've just started today's Thursday, the 22nd of June. I just started my um, muscle building phase on Monday. So we didn't increase my calories and there are a few reasons why. Number one, like I said, I am gaining body weight at about two to 400 grams per week right now on the calories I'm on. Um, and we are being like fairly flexible with that as well. So if I go a little bit over, it's not a big deal at all. Um, and we'll see, I will be, I imagine we'll pull that up soon. Um, but we'll just take it nice and conservatively at the moment. So with the building phase, I'm really focused still competitively. I want to win my pro card. I don't care how long that takes. And I, again, I just want to preface that with like, we're talking natural bikini pro for this, um, the NBA federation. So it's not like going for an IFBB bikini pro card, which especially in Australia is really fucking hard. And not to say that getting a natural pro card isn't hard. It's hard, but like IFBB bikini pro card is way, way, way harder to get, um, so that's what I want to do. It's really fun for me. This is like a hobby. I just, I love pursuing it. I doesn't, I mean, it does matter if I get it. I want to get it, but I don't have like a time limit. I just want to keep going until I do really. So this is fun. But what it means is I'm going to have to build up my shoulders. I'm going to have to build up my glutes. I'm going to have to build up my back and I have to keep working on my posing um, to be able to win that title. But that's what I want to do. So that is what we're focusing on. Um, and then I just wanted to talk to you about a few of the mistakes I've made previously in these build slash maintenance phases and how I'm going to do things differently because you might be able to apply it to your situation. So I just want to run through these pretty quickly. The first one is uh, in my build phase starting, I went from like 2020 to 2022-ish. So it was a really long time. But I got super sloppy, stopped tracking my macros, got really flexible because I've spoken about this before. I just don't have any like physique hangups anymore. And when you're not motivated by desperation, I feel like you become really flexible, which is so good psychologically. Like it's a psychological, um, it relaxes you psychologically. But then I just got a bit sloppy. So I have enough education to you know, come close in my head, but was I even bothering to come close? Like some days, no, I would have been under eating protein. I was eating takeaway multiple times a week. Um, and again, just with my education and lifestyle habits, nothing really got out of hand, but I can get way better results and just feel more energized during the day. If I'm tracking, uh, that's the best thing that works for me. I don't get stressed with tracking. I don't get um, hung up on perfecting numbers. Uh, that doesn't affect me. It used to, absolutely. But when I shifted my underlying beliefs about body image and my body and my self-worth, it then shifted how I saw the numbers and I don't care anymore. Plus also once you understand food labeling can be out by 20%, you're like, the best I can do is close enough and that's all it's going to be. So I'm going to keep tracking my food. <laughs> um, the other thing I was doing previously, and we've got to remember like this was over lockdown as well. So this like full surplus period was over lockdown. I did have a home gym, but it was limited in its equipment. But I was really sometimes only training three days a week and sometimes I'd walk out of my home gym within 15 minutes just pissed. Um, so I didn't really give 
everything in my training sessions. So my effort and intensity now is like night and day. Um, and I am training five days a week. It's still not that much training volume. I think I'm doing 75 sets a week, um, spread out over five sessions. So it's like not that many sets per session, but that does mean that I can give it everything. Um, and just a side note, if you're like 75 sets is hardly anything. I do a hundred, 110, like just ask yourself if you're happy with the amount of progress, because if you're not, you're probably doing too much and you're not able to bring the intensity or training effort because you're doing too much. Um, when we start reducing things, people can show up differently and they can actually bring so much more effort to their sessions, which act- which means that they're applying a greater level of stimulus to the muscles to produce that hypertrophic adaptation and grow. Uh, plus, they're also able to recover better because they're not inducing a whole lot of like global fatigue that's actually useless. The third thing is I've stopped listening to podcasts while I was training. So again, through this 2020 period to 2022, I was like listening to educational podcasts and audio books and fucking relaxing music. And it's like, no, I need to listen to music that is going to really like produce an emotional response in me that gives me enough drive to train really, really hard, like really hard. And it's hard to the point that it's really uncomfortable and I need to get myself in that place to be able to do that and I need music to do it. And then the other thing that I hadn't ever done was I wasn't in a routine, especially with lockdown, but even the way my coaching business was set up because I was doing face-to-face coaching as well. um, That's not an excuse, actually. I wasn't setting appropriate boundaries. Let's chuck it out there. (laughs) But also with lockdown and being at home, um, you know, I didn't really have to have a routine and I didn't, and it just threw my mood off. So I need routines, rituals, and I need to get myself mentally in the mind frame to be able to bring the intensity to sessions. Um, Not everyone needs routines. Not everyone has the luxury of being able to engage in a routine, but I do have that luxury. I do have that privilege and it works for me. So that's something I've been doing. So Monday to Saturday, I do exactly the same thing. I wake up, I make my creatine caffeine drink, I go to the gym, I train, I do some steps and I come home and I eat my post-workout meal. That is, I just do exactly the same thing Monday through Saturday. The only difference is on Wednesday, I just have cardio. I don't train, um, but it's just the easiest thing for me to wake up. I don't have to think about what I'm doing. I don't have to think about a work call that I've got planned because I don't schedule anything. I don't schedule work for the morning. I wake up, I go train and that's what I do. The last one was just like holding really low standards for myself. And again, I don't know if it was like the whole lockdown thing, but I really dropped my standards before then. So I can't, I can't put it to that. I just, I don't know, man, I just lost my mojo in the gym for a little bit. So I went to Europe in 2018 for four weeks. And since I came back from that, I really just, just lost it. I don't know if it was like work stress, trying to build my business, like the stress of that. It's really easy to lose yourself in your business growth when you're starting um, and building everything up. And I just think maybe that's what happened. Maybe I lost myself a little bit in the business growth and wasn't prioritizing the gym and maybe because I didn't have anything competitively to look forward to either and I love competition is why that happened but the standard I was holding myself to was like just good enough just keeping consistency and again there there might be periods of time where this is really important for you so I'm not telling you that you're doing anything wrong I'm just saying for me and what I want to achieve now it's not enough 
and one of the biggest things that dawned on me was like, um, I'm not holding the standard required to get a pro card. And when I decided I wanted to do that, which was a few weeks before the show, I pulled my socks up. I was like, you, the girls who are winning are not doing this. They're not skipping sessions. They're not being lazy. They're not, not tracking their food, right? They're doing all of these things. They're holding themselves to a high standard. So you need to too. And then even just very recently, I read, um, I was reading some um, like meta-analysis and some research, uh, sorry, people interpreting research. I wasn't reading the research myself. And I came across this paper that was, or some papers talking about the placebo effect of being told you're taking steroids. And if you're a nerd, the articles are... Uh, called Anabolic Steroids, the Physiological Effect of Placebos. It's a 1972 article. And then a 2000 article called Expectancy Effects and Strength Training. Do steroids make a difference? Um, and it's in the Sports Psychologist Journal. And really, really interesting. Some um, studies have been done where they tell people they're taking steroids. And it, they're actually not. And the gains in strength that those people have... Um, were actually even greater than the people taking the steroids. I believe that's true. I I might have got that wrong, but like they they had a massive gain in their strength. But then even more interestingly, when they were told they were just given a placebo, they came into the gym and couldn't even replicate those weights anymore. And so this said to me, okay, the power of my brain right now is going to be one of the most powerful things I can I can use to my advantage. So what if I go into the gym just consistently expecting to PB? And I know a lot of my clients do this and they get really upset when they don't. And it's like, how can we play that fine line of like going in with massive amounts of self-belief so much so you're almost giving yourself a placebo effect of steroids um, without taking the steroids, but not get frustrated or upset when we don't hit that. And I feel like this is applicable to everything in, in life. It's like, Try as hard as you can and do your best to just accept whatever the outcome of that is rather than getting upset about it because it's not the outcome that matters. It's how much effort, how much you've tried, your mindset behind it. And when we start getting upset with the outcome, I think is when we do ourselves a disservice and we can become really bitter and resentful of the process. But it's like if your win is more about if I put in as much effort and try as hard as I can, that's actually my win. If you can reorient your brain so it thinks like that and like just let the outcome be whatever it is. I don't have control over any of these outcomes. All I have control over is my effort and I'll just take whatever comes as a result of that. I think that's when we're in the most powerful place. So I've been approaching my training sessions as if like just say I was on steroids and I thought I was going to gain all this muscle mass what would that feel like? What would that be like? How much would I push myself in the sessions if I was being assisted? Um, and fuck, like I'm lifting weights I've never lifted before. I just hit a 80 kilo RDL for like eight or 10, eight, eight reps. Just this morning, just picked up um, 27 and a half kilo dumbbells for like single arm rows. I've, I think the best before was like 22 and a half. So I'm really, really smashing it right now. And there are those differences. So that's that's the whole vibe I'm taking through this building phase. How long would it be? Potentially, I might be doing the same show again. So that would be May. So we might start prep again in December. Or we'll just see what happens after that. I'm not in any rush. I just want to get hugely jacked 
and make sure I'm doing those five things that I just said to you. <laughs> so I hope you love this little bit of like pulling the curtain behind my recovery period and how I'm approaching the next muscle building phase. As always, if this like spawned any thoughts from you, um, anything you think is really helpful, or if you have any questions and want to know more, I would love to hear from you in my DMs over on Instagram. So with that being said, I will leave it there and I'll chat to you guys next week. Bye.